Well, hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber here at the Word of the King. Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 tells us that where the Word of the King is, there is power. And we may say unto him, What doest thou? First Peter chapter 5 verses 5 through 10, one reads, First Peter 5 verse 5, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, into the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Verse 10, 1 Peter 5, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Verse 14 of chapter 5 concludes in the following manner under inspiration of God. Greet ye one another with a kiss of charity. Peace be with you all that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. I will purposely highlighted the words surrounding those three words. Humility, sober, and charity. First of all, to define biblical sobriety. Biblical sobriety, soberness, is always led, dictated by the Spirit of God, according to the words of God, Biblical sobriety is based on a true biblical humility as well as a true biblical charity and love for God. Second of all, to define a false counterfeit sobriety. A false counterfeit sobriety, soberness is always led, dictated by the spirits of men and devils according to the words and traditions of men. A false counterfeit, i.e. Pharisee-like sobriety, is based on a false counterfeit humility as well as a false counterfeit charity and a false so-called love of God. May each one of us honestly ask ourselves, which form of sobriety do I manifest, the true or the false? Of course, in our world today and in the churches of our day, there is way too much of the false, not enough of the true being manifested. It is written in the book of the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 29, starting in verse 11, reading down through verse 14. And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I cannot, for it is sealed. Verse 12. And the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I am not learned. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth, and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Verse 14 of Isaiah 29. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. Consider how modern professing Christians have made the command of the living God, his command to be sober, of none effect. And yes, a big part of the problem is people in the churches having a fear of God that is taught by the precept of men. 
Jesus had his share of encounters with the scribes and Pharisees in the days of his first coming in the flesh as the Lord God Almighty. Consider St. Mark chapter 7 in the King James Bible. Verse 1. Then came together unto him the Pharisees and certain of the scribes which came from Jerusalem. Verse 2. And when they saw some of his disciples eat with defiled, that is to say, unwashed hands, they found fault. They, those scribes and Pharisees, found fault. Go figure. It is obvious to me, and I believe it will be just as obvious to anyone who has eyes to see, that just as much as the scribes and Pharisees in the days of Christ's first coming prided themselves on the fact that they never ate food with unwashing hands, that is precisely how many professing Christians in our day especially pride themselves, especially fundamental Baptists pride themselves on the fact that they never consume alcohol. The exact same way the scribes and Pharisees looked at the disciples of Jesus Christ when they ate food with unwashed hands, that is precisely how a number of professing Christians in our day will look at you if you take just one sip of alcohol in whatever form you may, be it wine or beer. A couple of things that are really disturbing about this trend when it comes to alcohol. There are only 14 Verses 25 through 27. That's Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 25 through 27. Then shalt thou turn it into money, and bind up the money in thine hand, and shalt go unto the place which the Lord thy God shall choose. Verse 26. And thou shalt bestow that money for whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, for oxen, or for sheep, or for wine, or for strong drink, or for whatsoever thy soul desireth, and thou shalt eat there before the Lord thy God, and shalt rejoice, thou and thine household. Uh, ho, 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 whoa, 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 I gotta stop you there. Now, who did the eating? Uh, who did Mo- the eating? It, was, it was Moses, it was the children of Israel, the whole house of Israel. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't the priests, and it sure wasn't the, it wasn't the preachers, it was the people who brought the tithe. Yeah, and the and verse twenty seven, and we're gonna get on that too later on. And the Levite is within thy gates; thou shalt not forsake him, for he hath no part nor inheritance with thee. But you're right, Kenny. It is disturbing to me that of all the times I have over the years sat in a fundamental Baptist church and listened to them harp on abstaining from consumption of all alcohol, even in moderation, I never heard them mention one time the above passage from Deuteronomy. You see why, right? Ephesians 5.18, And be not drunk with wine, where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit of God. The drunkard shall not inherit the kingdom of God, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Drunkenness is clearly condemned by God as sin in a King James Bible, Galatians 5, verse 21. And yet, if you look carefully at the, at the above verses from Deuteronomy chapter 14, you would have to conclude that these professing, Christians who condemn all manner of consumption when it comes to alcohol must think they are more holy than the God of Moses, Moses himself, and the children of Israel in their days just after the exodus from Egypt. Such a holier-than-thou declaration is, I must confess, disturbing to me. I will tell you that such a holier-than-thou declaration is also disturbing to the God of Israel, the Lord Jesus Christ. There I go so far to say that there was no doubt alcohol in the wine that Jesus and his disciples used at the Last Supper, as recorded in St. John 6 and similar passages. 
How do I know there was alcohol in that wine? Please read Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 25 to 27 again in the King James Bible for the answer to that question. Philippians chapter 4, verse 5, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Strong drink is even mentioned by God to Moses and the people in the context of Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 26. So much for these professing Christians trying to argue that they're that the wine mentioned before it didn't have any alcohol in it, and therefore was not strong drink. This is precisely why, when these Baptists do their little study, word study on the terms wine and strong drink for their message on abstinence from all alcohol, they treat willfully the words of God in Deuteronomy 14, verses 25 to 27, like the plague. The unbiblical obsession these professing Christians have with abstaining from alcohol is the foundation of a false, counterfeit, sobriety. So much so that these professing Christians act just or act like just because they don't drink alcohol, that means they are sober in the biblical sense of the word. Wrong. Second Corinthians chapter two verses verse eleven. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Biblical sobriety has everything to do with not being ignorant of Satan's devices. If you want to call alcohol a device of Satan, last time I looked, it is sure not his only device. A lot of these modern fundamental Baptists, with all their harping against the alcohol, are sure ignorant of a lot of Satan's devices. By the way, if not consuming alcohol is all there is to being sober in the biblical sense of the word, I know of nearly one billion Muslims out there who would also be considered sober. Those Muslims believe any consuming of alcohol is sin, too, don't you know? I have often wondered how some of these professing Christians with their King James Bible can do some people dirty like they do and seemingly not think twice about it with any shame. I repeat, they pride themselves in the fact that they, among other things, don't consume alcohol. They equate their abstaining from alcohol with being spiritually sober, howbeit judging righteous judgment. They act like just because they don't consume alcohol, they are therefore sober, and it leads them to acting like they can make righteous judgments in and of themselves apart from the spirit and the words of the living God. Sound familiar? St. Mark 7, verse 6. He answered and said unto them, Well hath his eyes prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Verse 7 of St. Mark 7. How be it in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men? Verse 8. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men, as the washing of pots and cups and many other such things ye do. Verse 9. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. Show any number of these fundamental Baptists with their obsession against alcohol, Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 25 to 27. And I guarantee you any number of them will in their hearts be wishing those verses were taken out of a King James Bible tomorrow. Why? Please read St. Mark 7, verse 9 again. In case you are reading this and you are obsessed with preaching total abstinence from all alcohol, let me just warn you that you have a false sobriety, soberness, and you also would make Jesus Christ a sinner because I am telling you, based on the words of God, the wine at the Passover in his day had alcohol in it. How do I know these professing Christians have a false sobriety, soberness? Ah, they have no problem being a respecter of persons, even though God clearly defines it as sin in James 2.1 and similar passages of Scripture. James 2.1 my brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect to persons. James 2, verse 9. But if you have respect to persons, you commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. After they get done harping once against all alcohol consumption, the 
preacher has no problem lying while he claims to speak on God's behalf and manipulate people in the pews into giving them their money in the name of their man-made New Testament 10% tithe law. When was the last time the 10% tithe preaching Pharisee in his Baptist Protestant suit preached this? Deuteronomy 26, verse 12. When thou hast made an end of tithing, all the tithes of thine increase the third year, which is the year of tithing, and hast given it unto the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, that they may eat within thy gates and be filled. Verse 13, Deuteronomy 26. Then thou shalt say before the Lord thy God, I have brought away the hallowed things out of mine house, and also have given them unto the Levite, and unto the stranger, to the fatherless, and to the widow. According to all thy commandments which thou hast commanded me, I have not transgressed thy commandments, neither have I forgotten them. Why not ask that Baptist Protestant Pharisee acting more like a money-hungry Roman Catholic priest than he is like Jesus? When was the last time he took any of that tithe money and gave it any of, to provide for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow? After they abstained from all alcohol, these modern professing Christians with their false sobriety soberness pride themselves on the fact that they put their 10% in every week. Don't try telling them they could have sin in their lives, let alone that they have a false sobriety. False sobriety, soberness, false humility, false charity equals false spirituality. False spirituality, we are talking about the Pharisees now. These kind of professing Christians are not going to be the kind to help you, me, or anyone else out with their spiritual burden or cross because they have so much of a beam, log, in their own eye, counterfeit soberness, that they can't see clearly enough to help. Oh, but let me tell you, um, will they ever with the beam in the eye, ever try to set you and I straight. St. Matthew 7, verse 5, Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mode out of the, thy brother's eye. You know, a religious, pharisaical spirit, and keep in mind, that's what the Pharisees were all about. The Pharisees were all about a false sobriety themselves, and a religious, pharisaical sobriety, or how be it a religious, pharisaical spirit, is always hasty and quick to rush to judgment. Um, a religious pharisaical sobriety, or a religious pharisaical spirit is quick to perceive Satan and his devils at work where Jesus Christ and God's spirit are at work. But again, because of that beam, because of that beam in their eye, that beam of, of a false counterfeit sobriety or soberness, they are not willing and are not able um, to perceive Jesus Christ uh, at work when he's at work. And of course, I think of Matthew 22, verse 29. Matthew chapter 22, verse 29. If you want to turn there, Matthew 22, verse 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the Scriptures, nor the power of God. St. Matthew, chapter 12. St. Matthew, chapter 12, verse 21 through 28. And in his name, speaking of Jesus Christ, and in his name shall the Gentiles trust. Then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? 
But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. And Jesus knew their thoughts, and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. So again, we see that pharisaical religious uh, false counterfeit sobriety, not able to perceive uh, Jesus Christ, the very Spirit of God at work. But it's always quick to perceive Satan and his devils at work. When indeed, the Spirit of Christ himself is at work. Tim, there's one thing I just want you to clarify, just as uh, I know you're closing up here. I just want you to clarify one thing. You was mentioning that Jesus at the Last Supper was drink with the wine, that that was not grape juice, but was, in fact, wine. Okay? Uh, the scriptures do call it wine. Yeah, they do call it wine. But I, how do you know it was actually... Uh, it, it, do you, you being a Jewish person, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Is it because you're also... Jewish that you know that that was actually have an that it had an alcoholic content is that partly because of that you could say some ways yeah but I basically I based that on Deuteronomy 14 uh, 25 through 27 the belief that it had alcohol in it because uh, wine is mentioned right before strong drink in the context of uh, verse 26 of Deuteronomy 14 okay well see the reason is, is I just wanted to have that clarified okay for the you know the listeners that people aren't getting the idea that you are just supporting alcohol drinking <laughs> alcohol drinking because you did clarify there that it was it was grape juice but it was grape juice that had alcohol in it right uh, that what you were saying okay what you were saying and I did I did understand what you were saying and I was just making sure that I clarified here too that you were not saying that because you made it plain and I'm just re clarifying here that you made it plain there that you were not saying to get drunk because you made that point in the scripture that it yeah. did, did make a clear a distinction paul made the distinction that not to be drunk with excess but to be filled with the spirit but yet there was the distinction that there was not a problem with having alcohol for example like a person uses a cough syrup that has an alcohol content. And so, I didn't even mention the verse of Timothy where Paul told Timothy not to uh, drink any longer water, but wine for the stomach's sake. Right. So in this case, what you were pointing out, but I was just trying to help clarify the point so that people don't get the uh, misunderstanding here. You were not trying to emphasize people just to go and guzzle, but you were just emphasizing <laughs> You were emphasizing the point that that... In this case, I caught the point, but I was just making sure that everybody else caught the point. As a shepherd here, that the point you were making was you were not emphasizing to get drunk. You were just emphasizing the fact that there was a distinction between alcohol in moderation and alcohol when a person's getting drunk. And you were saying moderation here. And I'm pretty sure anybody who would who would actually listen to the whole thing carefully would would, would know that I was doing that because, right. like you said, I explicitly mentioned you know the scriptures condemning drunkenness. Right, and that. Uh, why is a mocker 
but but yeah, but we wanted just to make we wanted just I just wanted to double clarify that just so that people knew that that's where we were headed here. <laughs> and it is also true that if you that if you talk to the uh, to the rabbis over there, I mean I mean even Jewish tradition would would, would bear witness to the fact that they have always used alcoholic wine in their Passovers. Okay, so but, but ultimately, but ultimately I, I base it on Deuteronomy fourteen uh, twenty five through twenty seven because you have wine and you have strong drink mentioned right next to each other. So, yeah, and plus it's it's a fact that even grape juice, refined grape juice, will have alcohol in it. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure that was clarified, just just clarified. Okay, and and again that verse that verse where Paul told Timothy, drink no longer water but a little wine for thy stomach's sake like you just got done saying about the alcohol and the medicine factor well right there the use of wine in that context also confirms what i just got done saying right so uh, and you know can, you know you, you, and you know who would be the quickest to jump to that conclusion <laughs> most of these fundamental baptists would be the quickest ones to jump to that conclusion because you know they themselves you know are very hasty to judgment they don't they don't take time to think things through Oh yeah, you don't want to have any alcohol whatsoever. But they're the first one to go to the gro- uh, I, Now I'm going to preach a little bit, Tim. Okay, hold on here. Just a little small added sermon here. Uh, you Baptists, you nitpickers, you don't have a problem going to the grocery store. You don't have a problem going to the gas station. Well, guys, why don't you just go and get your uh, first? Go buy you a farm. If you want to nitpick this issue, why don't you go and get you a farm and have someone di- drill you a gas well? Uh, you know, as though they may not believe it, I'm sure if Jesus was around right now, he would hold them to that. I, uh, you know, here in the flesh, he would hold them to that. You know why, Tim? If they're going to nitpick alcohol, what's in every grocery store and every gas station? Pornography. Uh, uh, no. Booze. Well, 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 that's there, too, you got to admit. A lot of these yeah. grocery stores, you got a lot of that too. Yeah, but every gas station has booze in it, and every gas sta- every gas station has booze in it, and every grocery store, without exception, has booze in it right in the dairy section. So guess what? They'd have to have their own farm, grow their own food, and and, and they'd have to have a gas well so they could have gasoline for the vehicle. Elsewise, guess what? They're gonna be peddling it. Amen. That takes care of those nitpickers real quick. They don't want alcohol. They, they couldn't go to the drugstore. They'd have to take and make their own medicine and do it the natural remedy way because they couldn't even go to the drugstore because the drugstore sell booze too. <laughs> they in trouble. Yeah. They in trouble. <laughs> Amen. Now I'm yep. preaching. <laughs> that takes care of nitpickers like that real fast. Amen. All right. You done well. there, Tim? You 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 done with your dare point there, Tim? Well, I just wanted to also make a note and clarify uh, for uh, the pornography factor. Jesus did say, "Whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her, hath committed adultery with her already in his heart." Yeah, and once again, even with that point, Tim, see, there's a difference between okay. For example, if you if you're not lusting, which there's a point there. If you're not lusting, say, for example, if I just go down the street and see a woman, but I'm not, if I have no intention of looking at her, and if I could see, and if I just say, and I just say, hi, and that's it, but I'm not lusting, that's not, even if, I don't care how little she's wearing. If I'm not lusting, you see what I'm saying? Of course, of 
course, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing it, wrong with that at all, as long as you're not lusting, yeah. Yeah, the lust is where the sin is. Yes. So, all right. So let's clarify that one, too. See, Jesus was trying to get to the heart of the matter when he was talking about the lust there. Amen. All right. And while we're talking on the issue of, of lust and pornography, female nudity, we are going to go ahead and we are going to mention, for those who would willfully uh, consume uh, alcohol in excess, there is a very clear warning here in Proverbs. You probably already know the passage that I'm going to. Proverbs 23, uh, verse 29, starting in verse 29. Who hath woe, who hath sorrow, who hath contentions, who hath babblings, who hath wounds without cause, who hath redness of eyes? Verse 30, they that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine. Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth his color in the cup, when it moveth itself right. Verse 32, at the last it biteth like a serpent, stingeth like an adder. Here it is, verse 33. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. Verse 34, yea, thou shalt be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth upon the top of a mast. Verse 35, they have stricken me, shalt thou say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me, and I thought it not. When shall I awake? I will seek it yet again. But verse 33 of Proverbs 23, so this person who tarries long wine, who goes to seek mixed wine, thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. So for those who want to uh, go the way of excess and uh, not practice moderation, uh, here's a clear warning. Uh, indeed, wine is a mocker. Strong right is raging. But in light of Deuteronomy 14, 25 to 27, uh, no fundamental Baptist is going to convince me that these passages are a condemnation of consuming wine or strong drink altogether because, again, you're going to have to take Deuteronomy 14, 25 to 27 um, out of the Scriptures. Now, I'm sure uh, any legalistic fundamentalist uh, would want to come out and would want to say real quick, uh, in his Baptist suit that, well, that was Old Testament, but yet try to, how quickly they want to take their 10% tithe law and hold on to that. Uh, you know, we're talking about men who are uh, partial in the Scriptures, like it says there, and I believe it's uh, the one minor prophet, Malachi, or Micah, it's either Malachi or Micah. Uh, one of the condemnations that God had on the priests in those days was how they were partial in the Scriptures. Um uh, legalist, uh, especially when it comes to matters pertaining to alcohol, they're very partial in the scriptures. And it is true, okay, like a lot, like you said, a lot of times they, they just want robots. They just want robots. And they're more interested in conforming men to their image than they are the image of Christ Jesus. That's all there is to it. Well, we're told, but as many as are the works of the law are under the curse. For cursed be everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. We're told in the book of Galatians. Oh, but here it is. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Repent ye, and believe the gospel, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, shall cleanse you from all sin, for if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, menial, mortal, 
sin, whatever you call it, all unrighteousness, God is faithful to forgive those who confess their sins to him through faith in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection alone. For by grace he is saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Call upon the Lord today. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Till next time, God bless you and yours.